The conversation continues right now, right now, right now with now. Dominique DePrima on First Things First. Conversation continuing, and you're welcome in 809-201-1580, 809-201-1580. Don't want to leave that cliffhanger. Miles, what's your, what was your take, or did you have anything you wanted to add regarding Tupac and, you know, whether or not this measure of accountability or the stories that we're getting now um, bring any, any uh, kind of closure or peace? Um, for, for me personally, I don't like the, cause I still feel like the streets have been known this for years. Right. I don't think that anything that's going on right now is unknown to people who, who followed it and cared about it for almost 30 years. Um, what I don't like about everything is that it took the internet to make this progress. It doesn't feel like the police did any extra work. It doesn't feel like, uh, you know, for, for, forensics got too involved, and it feels like this was mainly based <laughs> off the internet. And I don't like that going yeah. on in the hip hop community, yeah. personally. And it took the internet several tries. I mean, right? You know, it was like the guy was really doing the most. Right. It's not the first time he sat up here and, right. and told this story. Right. So I mean, it, it's like where where were you at for thirty years? Were you that involved? Did it matter then, or is it just because now it's the hot thing, or now? Mm. You have a case made for you that you care enough about it, and why is that only in the hip hop community that we're using our content and our stories from the internet to, you know, I mean, crucify people? So yeah, well, and that seems to be one. getting more and more common. I mean, where people's lyrics right, and yeah. things they post that might not be lyrics are uh, being used in court. I, I see that becoming more and more prevalent, mm-hmm. not less. But if you think about most other mediums, they don't write their own material. So, you know, they're not going to prosecute cute Robert De Niro for Godfather. He didn't write it. Eh, okay. All right. You, you don't buy that. I'm, you think, I you feel like it's targeting? Yeah, I don't like using... I have a real problem with using black art as evidence yeah. in your case. Well, so. no, I mean, I the way you said that right then... Right there is everything. Using black art as evidence right. is so, a problem. But <laughs> like I said, in, th- in this case, though, it's like it's a tricky one because everything adds up and we understand the the truths behind it all. But mm, I don't know if everything adds up, <laughs> but okay. What I mean, what I mean is it's it laid out for them, though. It's already right, it, it's right, incriminating right. enough for it to be like, eh, all right. Yeah. So, I don't well, know. I mean, even in in Diddy's case, some of his lyrics are coming back to bite him. Sheesh. You know, interviews and interviews, yeah. Instagram lives and yeah, yeah. Um, and I and that might not be black art; that might be black running your mouth. But right. still, it you know let the you know let the artist let the uh, the poster beware. Yeah, you know, it's it's nothing's off the table now. Um, so yeah, so I you know Harvard president um, Claudine Gay stepped down, um, and she was kind of forced to step down. Uh, I think there's been a lot of conversation about it already. Is it because of the plagiarism? Is it because of the disastrous um, congressional hearing? Was it because she was anti-Semitic, as has been alleged, um, and? You can debate all of that all day. I t- the thing that's most disturbing to me about this, well two things. One, it, it we're we're entering an era where big donors um directly control the staffing and curriculum of prestigious and other institutions. To me that that's a problem. That's controlled by um wealth 
It's it 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 means that an elite small group of rich people control. Not only do you have a building with your name on it, it means you can control um, the academic um, and staffing decisions uh, of an institution. And the other thing uh, that's problematic about it, very problematic about it to me, is the gleeful intellectual lynching of this woman by um, the MAGA folks online. If you go on Twitter, it, it, it feels like watching someone uh, it feels like uh, watching uh, someone be, you know, lynched. I mean, and, and I'm not saying she has, you know, no culpability, but the glee, the racism, the, you know, the, the violence, um, the trashing of all black women in this moment is just not, it's not acceptable. I want to go to Brian from L.A. Hi, Brian. Brian, you there? Uh, yes, I'm here. Okay, well, you're on the radio now. Okay, well, that's cool. How you doing this morning? I'm blessed. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm just trying to figure out how was that uh, the marijuana put, uh, you know, testing positive, like saying, like, I'm a truck driver, and I did a pre-employment drug test, and basically it came out positive. So they're holding that against me until I go through all these different classes to get my license cleared. I'm trying to say since they passed this law, how is that affecting us? Well, sadly, because of your business as being a truck driver, I think truck drivers in construction, if I'm not mistaken, I would check with a lawyer, but I think your your employer has more rights to be invasive about you and to test you than others because of, um, you know, the danger of having people uh, smoking. Uh, you know, impaired when they're driving. That said, they're not supposed to be able to, if it's, you know, because the THC stays in your body for months, they would have to um, show that you were still using, I believe. Okay, yeah, because it was a pre-employment drug. Right, right. Not, Not that I was on the job. Right. But it, it but doesn't matter. They don't want people who are smokers. It's it's not fair because they, they if they did that same test for alcohol, the alcohol would be gone from your body. And um, that's what makes it not fair. But um, because that THD stays in your body for months, that is why um, if you want one of those jobs, it's probably better to take a weed vacation. Um, Brian, stay with me if you want. It's time for news, traffic, and sports. It's what we do on the hour and a half on KBLA Talk 1580. The station you turn to when you've had it up to here with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580. Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio, KBLA Talk 1580. And uh, so, um, yeah, Brian didn't stay with us, but the questions regarding uh, the the new rules and regulations regarding cannabis and, and your rights in the workplace, for the most part, those do not extend to people who have to drive for a living or people in the construction uh Business, federal contractors, of course, cannabis not legal on a federal basis. That said, you may have some recourse as far as your pre-screening if you can prove that you're no longer using it. I don't know. That would depend on the employer. And um, I think if you want to 
apply for that job, not you, Brian, because you already did, but for others who are thinking about those contracting jobs or driving a, a bus or a any kind of uh, driving job, you may have to abstain. I mean, regardless of what the rules technically say, you may have to abstain. On the conversation around Claudine Gay, I think this is one of those um, areas, one of those conversations where your perspective really, your your perspective on race, but not just that, your actual ethnicity, race, um, nationality, it does make a difference. Um, Nicole Hannah-Jones is defending Claudine Gay on X, and she says it's an extension of what happened to her at UNC. She says it's a glimpse into the future to come. Academic freedom is under attack. Racial justice programs are under attack. Black women will be made to pay. Our so-called allies too often lack any real courage. And then, you know, in the comments, a slew of white people go on to say, so, you know, plagiarism equals academic freedom and all that kind of stuff. But here's the thing that I think they're missing. And and um and some folks have also pointed out including Keith Boykin that first of all if you were to go into every detail of the the resumes, the writings and comb through them with a fine-tooth comb as these um attackers of Claudine Gay, which are coming from the political world, not the academic world. One of the people she is accused of plagiarizing said that's not plagiarism. And basically they're like, shut up. And it turns out that the laws around plagiarism don't care what the author says. In other words, if I allegedly plagiarize something that Miles wrote and Miles says that's not plagiarism, that doesn't let me off the hook legally. I could still be Miles like, that's not plagiarism. Everybody says that, right? Or what, which is basically what this scholar said. Doesn't matter because that's not how it works with plagiarism. But what Boykin says, if we're going to start scrutinizing every detail of college presidents' past writings for technical attribution issues, let's do it. Let's look at everyone's past writings, not just Claudine Gay at Harvard. Let's put them all under a microscope and see what they, see if they hold up. But the the problem with that is that is exactly what these MAGA folks are going to do, but they're going to do it to black women and maybe black men in particular. They're not going to do it across the board. They have discovered a new weapon. They can go through your work dating back decades and look, you know, turn every stone looking for something that could be cast in a certain way. Did she plagiarize? I'm not an expert on it. But, and some experts quoted in some of the big papers say yes, but um, so many uh, academics are saying this is a targeted attack that, you know, uh, takes down woman, a woman for issues that are common in academia. Now, you know that Claudine Gay did not get to be president of Harvard by being a slacker. That just doesn't happen. Not for a black woman, right? And m again, my main problem with this has to do with the way 
that they are gleefully trashing this black woman, that they are intellectually lynching her, that they are using her as a proxy for all black women and flogging her in the public square. She herself has said she had has says said uh, she's been the target of racist threats. Uh, that is so believable, not only because the university has backed her up on that, but because I see them on X. The commentary, the vitriol, uh, it's, it's pretty scary. Um, it, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised by it, but certainly it is scary. And given, and I think this is what Nicole Hannah-Jones is referencing, given the fact that we are under attack and by, when I say we, I'm talking about, it, you know, people who love black history, black studies, critical thinking, even critical race theory, those few elite scholars that actually had the chance to study it, understand that the stripping of black history, even from advanced placement black studies courses in high school, is part of an intentional movement to attack black scholarship because I think a lot of it is because of 2020, because those people that don't love justice, you can call them MAGA, you can call them conservative, you can call them whatever you want, realize that when their children are educated to the true history of this country. When their children are educated at all, they turn away from hate. They turn away from racism and white supremacy, and they stand by our side and march. That's why they want their children and your children and even us to go back to sleep. That's why anti-wokeness is a thing, right? Because that awakening, that dawning of consciousness in human beings moves them towards justice, moves them towards love, as corny as it may sound, moves them toward unity, moves them towards humanitarian impulses toward their fellow man and woman. So to pretend that there's no racial component here or no gender component here well, anybody, and, and there are plenty of people here, you know, anybody, anyone in a position of power at an Ivy League who had a disastrous congressional meeting and uh, evidence of plagiarized pa papers would be in the same position. Well, let's see. And I think we won't see, but let's see. Let's, and, and you know why we won't see? Because those same um, rabid uh, conservatives, if you want to call them that, are not going to take a fine-tooth comb to every Ivy League president's resume and body of work. They're not going to do it. What they will do is they'll start doing it to people they don't agree with. And just as we've seen in Florida, the beginnings of the banning of diversity, equity, inclusion, which is something, by the way, that the owner of X has said, DEI must die, right? Again, now it's not only you don't want it to learn about us, you don't want your children to learn the true history, you don't want us included, which is very aggressive because there is a 
stunning body of evidence that shows that European Americans, so-called white people, I say so-called because I reject that, the construct of race in that sense, but anyway, people that aren't black, people that aren't BIPOC, benefit when they study alongside a diverse student body. Academic scholarship clearly shows that. And they benefit when they work alongside an inclusive cohort of employees. They make better decisions. They make greater profits. They function more effectively in a global economy, having been exposed to a variety of viewpoints and backgrounds. That's what it shows. So even if you hate us for your children's sake, for you would want us to be included. But so when you say DEI must die and you start outlawing diversity, equity, inclusion programs, that means you're willing to sacrifice <laughs> the outcomes for your children and your fellow so-called white people just to keep us out. That is next level white supremacy. And if you don't think that the ouster of Claudine Gay has anything to do with that, I think you're fooling yourself. And I think the fact, you know, am I saying no one should be accountable for what they write and say? Of course, I'm not saying that. But to view it without any lens uh, pertaining to the race and gender um, aspect is... Is disingenuous. And, you know, people stating it as if this is a fact. Well, there is controversy about whether what she did um, was um, stolen intellectual property. I see um, black folks on here trashing her as well, because we like to say, um, you know, oh, well, we're colorblind. This would happen to anyone the same way. But if you really look at it, that is not the same thing. That is not the same thing. Um, Nicole Hannah-Jones responds to some of these folks saying uh, they will be aided and embedded by mainstream media and, quote, very reasonable people. And that's exactly how it's portrayed. Well, no, because I, you know, I, um, I just hold everyone to the same standard. Okay, well, maybe you do in your little mind in your mind of your of how you move in the world but you can't separate yourself from society and you can't say well just because it's a lynch mob and just because I'm with them doesn't mean I'm part of a lynch mob um and and so i think this is very foreboding i think the political flex that we're going to see especially if he who shall not be named is is um, reelected the McCarthyism that we shall see in terms of not just university presidents, but professors, and even we're seeing it with students, is something that needs to be stopped. As always, uh, you're invited into the convo, 809-20-1580. I'm Dominique DePrima. Let's get our little drumph update when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. 
your ancestors' favorite radio station, radio station, and your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique DePrima right now. Right now. Right now is why do I call him Trump? Most of you know that. That's actually the family name. Uh, they changed it to Trump to Americanize it when they immigrated. Yes, immigrated, immigrated to the United States. Um, so uh, the father of Trump was the first one to be Trump and not Drumpf. But in any case, the former um, president, uh, <laughs> son of immigrants president, um, now his lawyers are have made a, a written request to, to the appeals court yesterday to grant the former president immunity from prosecution for trying to overturn the 2020 election because they say that all of that happened while he was still in the White House and presidents are immune from prosecution. If the courts should be dumb enough to, uh, the Court of Appeals should be dumb enough to agree with this argument, which I doubt, um, and and uh, it's likely that it, it could end up at the Supreme Court, it would be a real problem for a lot of, I think, probably all the prosecutions of Trump because the lawyers are not, even though this is is focused on the case of overturning the election, part of what these lawyers are arguing is that you can't prosecute presidents for stuff they do in office. They're saying that the, since that's never been done before, there's a long precedent showing that that, that means that you can't prosecute a president for crimes they did in office but i mean the reason nixon stepped down and then needed a pardon was precisely because you can prosecute presidents for stuff they do in office uh also they they are arguing that um the the president cannot be prosecuted the former president because he was impeached and the senate failed to convict so therefore if the senate failed to convict then the courts should fail to convict. And there's a couple things wrong with that. First of all, um, the, all of the charges are not the same, right? Some of the charges are different. If the Senate impeached me for robbing a bank and then I, you know, tried to uh, coerce election officials, those are not the same things, right? There's a lot of different charges, those uh all of the documents, right? This classified documents, for example. That's not what the president was impeached for. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is that a lot of the senators, including some of those who acquitted uh, he who shall not be named in the impeachment, stated that they wanted this to play out in court and not in the halls of Congress. So that's a total circular argument uh, yeah, mind, uh, mind meld kind of thing. But this, if for some reason this is successful, even when it goes to the Supreme Court, it could be uh, a game changer for the 91 uh, counts that the former president is currently facing. And then if, if, you know, if they don't go for this, um, they'll move forward with uh, arguing this immunity case a uh, week, well, next week on Tuesday. So we'll, this is going to, I think, take center stage with all of the different legal problems and indictments that are surrounding the former president. The question of whether or not presidents are <laughs> above the law is really what we're talking about. 
does a president have the right to say, well, I was president. And can you imagine what Mr. DJT will do in office, as he's already said, dictator on day one, if the courts tell him (laughs) that presidents can do whatever, presidents are above the law, that doesn't even make sense. Why have laws if the president is above the law? Why have a democracy? We vote you into office to represent us through the system that is in place, through legal means, not to get in there and, you know, thug it out in that sense. Um, And, you know, this is going to, I believe, touch every single Every single case. I don't think even this extreme court packed with Trump appointees will make the <laughs> will make that decision. I don't think they want to go down in history um, as the court that said the president is above the law. Um, we'll see. Looking forward to learning uh, much more in our final hour about how to make sure me and my family are insured in 2024 and beyond. Listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match. And Brian, speaking of cannabis, um, over the holiday season, President Joe Biden pardoned thousands of people who were convicted of use or simple possession of marijuana on federal lands and in D.C. This is a new round of clemencies, uh, executive clemencies that he says are meant to deal with the racial um, disparity inside the justice system when it comes to, well, everything, but specifically in this case, cannabis. Um, that, um, is helpful to people who have, have convictions that have, you know, perhaps had trouble renting or getting a job because that is on their record. It didn't impact the number of people you might think, because most of the folks that are in prison, uh, for cannabis related crimes are there because of state charges, um, or, you know, local county charges. And so the president called on governors to follow suit. We know that there's currently a study going on uh, by federal officials, uh, U.S. Uh, officials, to see if we can recategorize cannabis from a Schedule One, which is the most tightly regulated and says it has no medicinal use, which we know is not true of cannabis, to a Schedule Three. So we're waiting on that determination Um, and hopefully this will make a difference to some. It is a small step, and good news for folks like Brian that have this concern. News, traffic, and sports, and then we're talking insurance. It's KBLA Talk 1580.